You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Safe Moon here and we are back with another episode. Your boy. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of Safe Moon and Sugar podcast, and how was your weekend, fellas? So you're not getting what a joke. Safe you're not moon getting a joke. Safe Moon is a cryptocurrency that me and Time have got into, <laughs> and right now I've already doubled my investment. So in two days, so, so it's a we're just out here pumping, pumping it. Safe Moon. Yeah, you know, just trying to get it higher because you know if it hits one cent, I make a million dollars. He's so. a millionaire if it hits well, one cent. <laughs> all it has to do is hit one cent, and I make a million dollars. If it's ten cents, I make tens of millions. So, so well, are you guys using the podcast as a get rich quick scheme? No, <laughs> no, no. We were just he was. You asked yeah. what the Safe Moon was. That's what it was. Right, right. It's just been on my mind. It, it slipped out by accident. <laughs> I tell you the truth. <laughs> Don't take much. <laughs> We're just trying to be on your status, D'Angelo. Trying to get rich, rich out here, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Gary. Rich, rich. <laughs> I'm trying to get with this safe moon, correct? Uh, <laughs> so, sorry. Gary, besides buying safe moon, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> so, um, I had to respond to one of my former teammates on Twitter because he commented on the Jake Paul fight. And he said, is Jake Paul the real deal? And my own, my simple comment was no. And I think if anybody watched that, it was a terrible, terrible even match. It shouldn't even been hyped right. as it was. I will give him credit, even if it is a... Did, did you watch it, Gary? I did watch it. It was only if a If you watched it, he did exactly what he was intending to, to do. Watch it. I watched it somebody matter. else after they posted it. doesn't matter. It. You watched it. And you I'm about to explain why it. I watched it. You wasn't interested. You wouldn't have watched it. You wouldn't have tuned in. I was actually hoping so he got knocked out. No, I was hoping he got knocked out. That's what I wanted to see. But uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen because I will give it to him. He's super smart. He picked the, the MMA fighter who is the worst striker in the history of MMA to, right. to box. He literally, if you watched it, he had his hands up like this. Like, I don't know what he was doing. He was not like, he was not ready to strike at all. But a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he the match was fixed, all that stuff, because he hit him, got up, and the ref just called the match and all this kind of stuff. I don't know, but I know they did show videos of the same guy in MMA getting beat on, bad, <laughs> like, hammered, right. hammered, didn't get knocked out once. Right. So it so is said, interesting. So you're saying this is a match that could have been purely set up. And for, for money, correct. And, and they both made money out of this. Why would you not? Oh, wow. He might have made over a million dollars to go in there and fake like he got knocked out. He's not a big MMA guy anymore. After what happened to him from Mac, yeah, he got his career so, ruined. By like, his whole thing was ruined. So this is an easy million dollars to go in here and just get knocked out. It don't even matter. Like, why would you not? I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's what a lot of people are saying because the guy didn't really throw any punches. He just and and he's look, not a striker. It, it didn't even look like he tried in training. He looked like you know somebody's. Uncle at the barbecue with their shirt off out there. <laughs> My biggest thing is like if you want to be taken real as a boxer, box an actual boxer. We had this right. conversation when the Nate Robinson fight had. Right. Box an actual boxer. Somebody that is an actual boxer and find out how it is. Because that's a whole different level. I'm very disappointed in you and in time. Because when he first came out, everybody was complaining at the fact that he wasn't a real boxer. Now that he's whooping people ass that are not real boxers. Y'all want him to fight a real boxer. I think he's doing what he set out to do. He no. just want to be considered a real boxer. It, but, hey, the competition you, that you're putting up against, exactly. You weren't saying this when he first came out. You weren't saying fight a real boxer. You were saying fight somebody that we no, know, know how to fight. I the same thing. Even when he was fighting Nate Robinson, I said, why is he fighting Nate Robinson? Why is he not fighting a boxer? Because you don't you don't consider him as a real boxer. Why would you fight a real boxer if you're not considered a real boxer, Gary? Think about that. But he wants to be considered one. That's the thing. He, he, wants, he, he said himself he wants to go after a boxing career and become a boxer, but he's not trying to box any boxers. That's the problem I have. If you're trying to make it a legit career, but you're fighting people that aren't boxers at all, how is that making your, your career legit? It's not. You're just embarrassed. Because all he's other making boxers money. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. It's not actually about making being a boxer. I just don't like the rhetoric he uses. It works. I'll give him. Well, he 100% has to use credit. that rhetoric. He can't just come out and say, "Hey, man, I'm con in the whole damn world and uh, making money." You can't say that. You well, know, like a good I con said, artist won't tell you to your face that he's conning you. Both Paul brothers know how to make money. I give them. I've never take that from them. They know what they're doing. I just if he ever got in the ring with a real boxer, it's gonna be a whole different story. That's all. So I think it was a pointless fight. And that was basically my weekend. Speaking of boxers, you know his brother's supposed to be fighting Mayweather at some point. Yeah, yeah. Logan. Logan's <laughs> supposed to fight Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's an easy payday. Ridiculous. That's an easy right. payday for Mayweather just to dance around. Right. <laughs> right. It's going to be very interesting. But but what you got, D? Ah, uh, bro. I had an awesome and amazing weekend because – my weekend literally could shape the entire podcast and we could talk about it all day. Um, but I'm going to talk about what I saw first that I thought was absolutely hair-raising and funny because I wasn't expecting it. So you know when you watch the draft, uh, whether it be the football draft, the NBA draft, or any draft, you always see the guy stand up, he's on the mic, and you see his girlfriend in the background, right? Or they grab the phone, these viral memes and stuff. You you guys yep. understand what I'm talking about? Time, you understand what I'm saying yeah. as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched it from a different perspective, bro? I watched the WNBA draft and it was really weird because the dudes was playing the role as the women and the women was the one getting drafted and they would like stand up and be like, ah, oh, you know, it's been a dream come true. And like the guy's expression is very, very similar to the woman's expression when it's the NBA draft. It was. It was really awkward because, you know, these girls, like the, the number one pick when she went first, she was like, ah, you know, it's been a blessing. And like she got up, she hugged her mom, she hugged her grandmother. And then obviously you knew who the boyfriend or husband or dude was or whether it was a woman. It was just really weird seeing that the significant other in male role, like the attitudes are very similar or the same other than the fact that we didn't reach for the phone. It was very awkward. And I wanted to ask you guys, why was it weird for me? That's uh, what I was about to ask. Why would that it, be weird? It's weird to me. Again, I mean, I, I think it's weird to me because I'm, I I always see, like, the viral memes of the chick trying to take the guy's phone. Or, like, she wanted a hug or didn't get a hug. Like, you always see, like, she kind of off in the you You know their relationship based on their interaction when they're on TV. If that makes any sense, if they're hugging and kissing, you know, they they could be married on their way. But like if he's just like, hey, man, don't touch me. Let me just get through this. You know, a relationship could potentially be on the rocks as the seasons progress in the whatever. Uh, you, you just kind of see the makeup of their relationship and how that person is. It kind of gives you a glimpse of how that person is when they're not on the field. And it's just it was it was weird to me seeing it from a woman's perspective. Because I, I never thought from that perspective if it makes any sense. So, so what you're basically saying is this is your first time watching a WNBA draft, and you have never seen that. So that is the reason why it's awkward or weird. When it's just natural, that's the same thing. You're, they're going to be supportive. It's the same role. Yes, it's woman and male, or woman woman don't matter, whatever it is. But they're still going to support their significant other. It's all going to be the same type of thing. Like, it shouldn't be weird. I don't know. I think it's just because you probably haven't seen the WNBA draft before. So you're not no, used I've never, to it. I've never seen the WNBA draft before, but I did see it. And yeah. I, and, and the reason why it's – I'm going to tell you why it's weird to me. And this is just me being honest. I'm just going to go ahead and be honest on the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. This is why it's interesting to me. I believe that they should get more money. I believe women should be paid just as well as women should pay, get, get, get paid. But the WNBA is not a job that you get and you can go and just do that job and it can support you for the rest of your life. Like these women most times go to the WNBA and also carry a full-time job. So I, I understand when you look at the NBA or the NFL or all these other manly sports, when you go do them, most of the times you can only do them and they'll support you for the rest of your career depending on how good you are. You go in the first round of the NBA draft, it's nothing like going in the first round of the WNBA draft. So I understand that this is these women's, like, I, I mean, I don't know if women grow up and say, hey, I want to go to the WNBA, and they feel like the WNBA is going to 
I mean, there's there's so many Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops. There's only so many Candace Parkers. There's, you know what I'm saying? Even the faces of the WNBA, they're making $300,000, $400,000. You see what I'm saying? So when these girls are being shown on TV getting drafted, because of their pay, it doesn't seem like it should warrant the publicity that they're getting, if that makes any sense. Well, well, that's the thing. If you don't give them the publicity, they'll never get bigger where they can get paid. Oh, I'm not saying that we shouldn't give them the publicity. I'm telling you why I felt the way that I feel is because, you know, normally when you get, when you have a draft and you have it on TV, and when you have it on TV, there's a lot of pageantry and things like that that goes in it. But it looked like these were all Zoom calls, bro. Like, it wasn't nobody like, yeah. Well, well, it had to be Zoom because obviously everybody's still doing the COVID stuff, so they're trying to. Bro, even when they did the Zoom calls with the NBA and those guys, it looked professional. Like, you could tell it's like they was walking around with their cell phones. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to send you a link. You patch in and you record when you see what I'm saying. It wasn't the same. But I think the biggest thing is, like, the reason they're going to, it's going to be. They're going to be excited even when, no matter what the pay is. It's still a lot of them, that's their life dream. They want to get to the WNBA. They grew up watching it. So a lot of them, this is their dream come true, just like it was for yours to get to the NFL. Now, your dream was to get to the NFL for different reasons than other people's are. Everybody has their own reasons. But like their dream was to make it to the WNBA. So if they made it, of course they're going to have the excitement. It doesn't matter what the pay is because they made it. It's just like when you – like. The like pay softball. does matter, though, Gary. That's not, not for your, not to the achievement is the it matters, but for the achievement, right. of making it to that level, no, because now they're the they're the the best of the best of the best. Yes, it doesn't. The pay's not as much, but it's still the best of the best of the best. You still should have your excitement for that, all that type of stuff. Yeah, well. they made it to the highest level in their sport, and you know, just because it's not paying as well, which I don't know if you guys have seen this, but this, that Sue Bird versus LeBron. Uh, meme gets on my ever living nerve because they try to use it as like uh, a pay a pay gap. They're like, oh well, LeBron makes however many millions, and Sue Bird has her accomplishments. Have you guys seen the meme? No, it's LeBron, so I don't really care. So it's it. it's a picture. It's LeBron next to Sue Bird, and it has a list of all their accomplishments, and it says like something like LeBron makes however many millions a year, and uh, Sue Bird makes hundreds of thousands a year. Essentially, trying to say women are underpaid. But it's just like anyone that has any basic understanding of economics can understand that you can only be paid based on the money you're bringing in. I want to ask you guys this question. How much money do you think the WNBA has annual revenue? I know I know the NBA gives them like 10 to 12 million dollars every year. I want to say it's 60 million, maybe well, less. You look, that, you look that up, Gary. No, I, I actually look at <laughs> because I was actually interested in because when everybody was when they were going after Dr- Draymond Green I was look I was re- researching I wanted to learn right. about when yeah. to learn more and so I actually looked up so I was around I thought it was around 60 and I knew NBA does give them 10 to 12 million because they're trying to help grow it right so WNBA is 60 million in revenue a year whereas the NBA revenue is 8.3 billion that is the difference in the pay right there like it's I mean it's it's you know it's unfortunate that you know, men's sport are seen as, you know, superior to women's because let's just call it what it is. There's more athleticism in the game. It's more enjoyable to watch. And it's, I mean, that's just how it is. And so you can't compare LeBron or any NBA player to a WNBA player. I don't care how good they are. They're not bringing in the same money that NBA. So they can't just pull money out of the air to give to these women to play the sport. If you want the WNBA players to be paid more, you need to start promoting them and start watching them and start bringing people to the games and help them grow like that. Because until then, you, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear anything about this pay gap in the, the basketball world. So, so that that is true. Like The only way it can grow is by more people going to games, more people watching it, more people requesting it to be on TV. And that's the thing is it, it doesn't pull the numbers for viewership. It doesn't pull the numbers for attendance. That's what makes it hard. And that's the only way it's going to grow is by people watching it and wanting to watch it. If that doesn't happen, that's why teams have already folded. There's already been like four to six teams that have already folded. That's why I think they only have 12 now. They used to have 16 or 20, and now they're down to 12 because they haven't been able to sustain because they don't have the the viewership. And some of that on the corporations that they're not given that opportunity. But on the flip side, the corporations, they're like, well, nobody's watching it when we put it on. So what what benefit do we have? That's the thing is people just don't want to watch it. So how do you fix it? 
So how do you that, fix it, Gary? Since people just you, have to watch it. That's the only way you can oh, do it. You I, what if to, I don't want to watch it? If I don't want to watch something, you can't force me to watch it. Correct. I, I can it, still it, say that I'm into women's sports and not not watch women's sports. I'm not against it. <laughs> it's just not something that I want to watch. And if you don't watch it and you but you support it, that's fine. You can say you support it. Then you should promote to other people to watch it or recommend to people whether you're going to watch it or not. That's the only thing is getting people to watch. It's the only Bro, way it's going to get That blows my mind. Look, if I don't want to watch The Office, I don't have to turn The Office on. And I right. could tell you it was trash. And they could be like, man, you you ain't you don't mess with the office? Like, yeah, I mess with it, but I just don't watch it. But but I can't sit here and say, I love the office. I oh, man, I love the office. I'm I'm here for the office. How, oh yeah, how many episodes you watch? I ain't watched an episode in a day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch one, I just couldn't get into it. So that's uh, maybe that's how I am with women's sports. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe that's how I am with women's sports, man. I just can't get into it. It's just not my thing. It, because it's not my thing, am I now? Am I now sexist? Or no. can I... everybody has their thing? But I'm just saying that's the problem that you're gonna have with the gap that everybody talks about is there's other people out there that aren't watching that they support it, and there's plenty of women and men that don't watch the sport. Like that's the thing is they got to get everybody involved in it more, and you, you can only do so much because people may still not watch it. There's nothing you can do about it. That's the biggest thing. That's the hardest part is just. If there's not going to be viewership, it's hard to make it sustainable. And okay. I don't know what the answer is, but the only way you can try to do is get it in front of more eyes. And I don't know how you go about doing that. Yeah, that's going to be tough. But I can tell you this. There's one thing that I like about women's sports. In men's sports, when they're mad at each other, they can somewhat hold it back and get through the game and they fake the fouls and stuff like that. Women actually just fight that shit out. I, I, I don't know how y'all do it. Like, I've seen more fights on the basketball court. Like, you remember Shaq swinging and not connecting. But Brittany Griner, when she was in college, and how they used to just get grimy back in the days, like, it was bad. I was like, damn. So women's sports have it. It's just they're more like a hockey game. Like, nobody watches hockey to actually see the game. They want to see the fights. Like, show us the good shit. Show us the you don't like that person, I don't like that person, let me see a battle. That's one of the reasons like why we like watching the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers or watching the uh, Golden State Warriors because we want to see that Cali on Cali crime and we want to see who's the king of the jungle. And it doesn't matter what their records are. You throw that out the window. You just want to see them pound each other and see who's the best. The, the Lakers can be undefeated and hadn't lost a game. They can lose to the Clippers or lose to the Warriors and everybody in Cali like, man, we run this. Because it's not the bigger picture, it's who's stronger at the current time. Correct. So it's 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 just it's inter- it's interesting. I which was gonna roll me to my next moral dilemma that I had this weekend, which I'm really sure y'all appreciate because this sounds like some shit time would do. <laughs> okay, so my my brother's moving, and I'm like, well, you know, he hit me up and he hit a bunch of his other friends up, and he was like, hey, man. You know, can y'all do me a favor and help me move? I said, well, shit. You know, he was like, well, you got the trailer, man. We can use your trailer. He was like, man, I ain't got no money to be paying no move or no shit like that. I was like, I respect it. I understand that. Yeah, you can use my trailer. You can come pick it up if you want to. He was like, man, I don't know how to drive a trailer. And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, you can't do nothing for yourself. But I got you. So uh, so it's me. I show up at his house. And then a couple of his other boys, we we all showed up at his house pretty much the same time. We started loading this shit onto the trailer uh, from the house that he's currently living in to the house that he's going in. Well, I'm on the phone. I think I'm talking to my wife and uh, his other friend had just got there. He was like, hey, man, can you help me, you know what I'm saying, move this dresser? And he was like, yeah, man, I got you. So uh, they took all the dresser drawers out. You know the little pieces that go over the front, like they kind of separate each yes. drawer from each other? Man, he reached down. Uh, one guy had the top, and he reached down to grab one of those, man, and he snapped that bitch in half. And my brother goes, hey, man, you paying for that? And I go, what? What you mean he paying for that, bro? We doing you a favor. What you mean he paying for that? He was like, yeah, man, like if you helping me move and the mover that helped me move breaks something, he responsible for it. And I go, so you mean to tell me we're going to do you a favor and assume all liability? There's no there's no point in us helping you move. So my question to you, because I ran it by everybody in my crew. My question to 
you is you have a bunch of buddies coming over doing you a favor, helping you move, and they break something. Who's responsible for replacing that, regardless of how much money that person that broke it has? Time, you start because I know you're moving as well. So I would like to get your input. First. Right. Well, uh, you know, for me in that situation, it's if you are not going to pay to, uh, you know, get professionals that are responsible to move your stuff, then you pretty much lose out on insurance if you ask your friends. Because if they're doing you a favor and you're paying them with pizza and beer and a handshake, then at that point it's like, hey, you're assuming responsibility because you trusted your stuff to these non-professionals. They're your friends. You're trying to save money. So you're being a little cheap. So you lose your insurance when it comes to your your product. So, I mean, to me, I'm on the side of, hey, I'm sorry you're broke, but I ain't responsible for that. What about you, Gary? Uh, so before I answer, I would like to hear your other people that were complaining. Because I know, D, you called me about this. And oh, you bro, said people so were in an uproar of this. I just want to hear some of their thoughts, and then I'll give mine. So, so their thoughts was this. Their thoughts was this. At the very least, the person who broke it should offer to pay for it. And I said, say what? They was like, yeah, man. You know, that's just, that's just you being a nice person. I said, so you mean to tell me if you don't offer to pay for it, you're not a nice person? And they goes, that's not what I said. I said, but you gave me a whole laundry list of, of shit that's good if I do, but you hadn't told me one thing that's good if I don't. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, as boys, man, and y'all got that type of relationship, you should just offer. And I was like, shit, me, I'm going to let you know where I stand on it. The person who broke it is definitely off the hook. It's the person that was being moved responsibility after he hired us to do him a favor. If there's no money involved, I don't think that person should take the rap for something that I broke. Hey, if it's something that's very important to you, move it your damn self. Or just be like, hey, man, I'm going to have to make sure I help y'all move this because I really want this to be you, you to be careful. And the reason why I brought this up is because my brother right now is still mad because his boy hadn't paid for that dresser. Like he hot. He called me and was like, yeah, man, I'm waiting on this motherfucker to pay me for the dresser, man. And he ain't pay. Like he hot, hot. Like it's affecting their relationship hot because he feel like he need to pay for this dresser. So I asked around, and I'm going to let you, you, you finish, Gary, uh, before I, I take it any farther. I asked around at the gym, and everybody said, at the very least, you need to pay for it, or it's the person's fault who broke it because maybe they was playing or something like that. Or I was like, I, regardless of what they was doing, first of all, you don't need to get nobody over there that's going to play to help you move. You made a bad choice in picking who it is you wanted to help you move. Right. I, right. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm literally putting all the onus on the person that asked for help on moving this stuff in the first place. If I'm, if Gary asked me to help him move and I'm moving his shit and I drop his Xbox and maybe it's the only Xbox that had ever came out. I'm not responsible for that. If you well, hold on, hold on. You know Gary's gonna have you sign a waiver first of all. Accept responsibility if you break it. <laughs> and, and this goes full circle with the waiver that you got to sign when you come over to Gary's house. In terms of it helps you in the case of moving. That's why I'm very interested to hear what you have to say, Mister Waiver Guy. So it's it's funny because D was actually at my house when we had to move everything, all my arcade stuff, yeah. into my other room. So <laughs> and. Uh, so we had to move this huge, I mean, it's it's a horse racing game. And it oh, was fucking suck. I told so him never heavy. Move it again. And never it, it took four of us. And we had to like put down wood, roll it across wood, then move the wood, put roll it across again to get to the other area. And I'd never one time worried about them if they broke it. Hey, I that sucks. I would never hold them possible for I would never hold them uh liable for it because hey, I'm asking them to help. Now, like you said, like I agree with y'all. If if you're paying somebody and they do it, yes. Like if you have your buddies come over and you say, "Hey, I'll give y'all fifty bucks to help me because it's gonna cost me five hundred from a mover," then I think if somebody broke something, you just take that fifty dollars. They don't get that money. Oh shit! That would be your way of covering. Oh, whoa! (laughs) I don't agree with that, Gary. I don't agree with that. What is wrong with you, Gary? If If you're paying them and they broke it, if you're paying them to do it. If not just ask oh, for a favor. Favor is different than pain. If you're paying, you say, hey, I'll give you $100 to come help me move, and then you break a, a lamp. Okay, I'm going to deduct that from whatever I'm going to pay you because you broke it. 
Oh, you asshole. But, that, but that's only because the money was involved. But the thing is, I'm never going to be like, hey, you want to come do this for? I'm gonna pay you because you I'd rather just hire a. Uh, I'd rather hire somebody when I have insurance. My buddies, I'm just gonna ask them to do it. I'm not expecting them to break it, so I really wouldn't worry about it. Now, it, now you said depend on the people. Now, if you have a lamp in your hand and you're throwing it to somebody else and it gets broken, right. Yeah, you're liable because I will say that. It, it depends. It, it depends on how it's broken too. A little bit for me, like if you're playing around being a jackass and you do something and break it, then it's like, okay, yeah. Then I'm gonna be like, all right, you probably need to pay for that because you're the one acting a fool. But if, if, if we're, right, if, if if you're just it's in the everyday normal movement and something an accident happens because it happens. I'm sorry, but if you save all this money by asking your friends to help you, you're gonna have to swallow the pill on that one. Okay. Oh, that's that's. I I don't think in any situation that the person that's coming over to help you move is liable for anything that they break because you know what you're getting when you're asking these friends to come help you move. Right, so you put yourself think, in that situation. But I also think you as a friend, like for me personally. So D, if you ask me to come help you move and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you two hundred dollars to help me move," yeah. I'm gonna be more careful because you're paying me. I want. I don't want to break anything. If you're not paying me, you're still yeah, gonna be careful. You have lost your fucking mind, Gary. You have lost your mind. You're telling me that if there's money being paid at all and you break something, you're deducting that money from what it is that they broke. <laughs> Depend bro, on you how are an asshole, yes. bro. Depend how it was broken. Yes. Oh, bro, you tripping? But again, <laughs> I don't. I do not agree with. Hey, I'm gonna offer. If there, if you're just asking for a favor and you and something breaks, I don't think the person should offer to fix it, like pay to fix it. I don't agree with that either. Right. Like if if I'm helping you move a dresser and I chip the edge, I'm not offering to fix it. You asked me to help, I didn't try to do it. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not offering either. So it swung us into this conversation, and I had a couple of my boys mad at me, and you might be mad at me too, Gary. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I, I don't care. Time is the same way with you. I don't care. This is how I feel. So be fun called me and I'm on the phone with be fun and be fun goes. Yeah, I understand, man. You know, he, he kind of agreed with us on the, oh, it's, it should be the, he was like, yeah, it's different from if I came over your house and I broke something. Cause if I came over your house and I broke something, you know, it definitely should be on you. You know what I'm saying? And I go, no, no, I, that's not what I said. Be fun. If you come over my house as a grown ass person and you break something in my house, you're paying for it. I don't care how it happened. Now, now, let me make sure I get this right, though, because I want you all to understand where I'm coming from. If you bring your kids over and your kids break something, you off the hook for that. That ain't got nothing to do with you. That ain't got your kids ain't really got nothing to do with you. You okay? want to know why he says that? Because <laughs> he got break yeah. in my house every time they come. <laughs> every time they come, they break something in his house. Every fucking time. I'm talking about it's like clockwork, bro. Like he had a chessboard that they when we first started coming over, bro. He he was he started out with every boy, one of those. Yeah, he sly with it, boy. Uh, hey, bro. I'm talking about his chessboard so bad, bro. He was like, uh, when they broke the piece, he was like, it's all right. Your dad got some of the pieces. I said, no, nah, I ain't responsible for what my kids do. They got their own money. <laughs> you didn't talk that out with them. But yes, I said, look, your kids are off the hook. You're not responsible for what your kids break. But if you come over to my house and I gave him this example, I said, if you come over to my house, me, you, uh, Gary, we having a couple drinks and you laughing and we talking and stuff and you put your hand on the drywall and you go through the drywall, you're paying for that. You 100% paying for that because you're too fucking old to be coming over to people's house breaking shit. Like, that's just, he was like, what if I break a mug? You're paying for that because you shouldn't be breaking shit. You're too old. You know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you sit so, in the chair, but look, though, if you sit in the chair and I know that the chair messed up, then that's on me. I should have told you you should have sat in another chair because I don't think it could bear your weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's on me. But if you just come over and, like, there's nothing perfectly wrong, there's nothing, this chair is perfectly fine, hadn't been broken and hadn't been squeaking or none of that, and you plop down in it like you normally plop down in your seats and you break my shit, you're paying for that, bro, because you're too old to be sitting down like you 12. You're 30-something. <laughs> Act like that. So I will say... Do you understand what I'm the, saying? Yeah, but it depends on the situation. So, like, for example, so say I'm using your favorite bowl and your dog trips me up and I drop it. I'm not paying for that bowl to get be replaced. 
You know what? Don't eat shit in my kitchen, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially, but but especially, my, don't, especially bowl, don't touch his bowl. Well, you got my favorite bowl. That's right. what I'm saying. Don't put yourself in that situation, or just don't go over to people's house if you don't want to assume liability. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You don't go to the people's house like that's just like you going to people somebody's house. You know your shoes dirty as hell. You see all the 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 the. the, the um, you see all the signs of, hey, you might need to take your shoes off. And you keep them on. You track mud in my house? Yeah, you're responsible for that, bro. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, nah, it's okay. I'm going to clean it up. No, I'm going to find you something for you to clean that shit up yourself. Because you knew what you was doing when you came in. You're too grown to be going over people's houses, either making messes, or you're too grown well, to I'm, be going I'm over people's houses. I'm going to roll up in your house like Rick James, Charlie Murphy, Fuck oh. your couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you was finna go there. I thought he was finna go there for a minute. I ain't gonna finish it. I ain't gonna finish it. <laughs> Just for reference, uh, D'Angelo's never taken his shoes off at my house. So, uh, takes his shoes. You don't take your shoes off either, Gary. I wear flip flops, so they come off as soon as I come in the door. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's just, that's just what I'm saying, though. If you're not, fo- if you don't follow the rules or the context clues that you pick up when you're going over somebody's house. Or well, some of it. So like if like in the relation to the shoes, I think it should be like, hey, on the person that lives there, if you've never been there, hey, we take our shoes off when we come in. Especially if you walk in a different door. If you usually use one door and you see shoes all the way, then that's your context because you know shoes are there. But if you don't see shoes, you have no idea. Yeah, some people I, might not I, care. But you get what you get what I'm saying yeah, though, man. So I agree. You too, you're too grown to be doing that, man. That's why I say you are on the hook for everything you do. Like if I you you ain't even gotta ask me. I can offer like, hey man, you wanna spend a night in my house? Like, yeah, uh-huh. Like, the chip bag and the, the sodas and shit that you leave downstairs, I call you and I tell you about it. Like, hey, man, <laughs> you need to clean that shit up because I very rarely go down there when I go down there. It's going to be spoiled. It's going to be spoiled. I, I he do, had a I salad in there. I do put it in the trash. They just don't go down in the basement oh, to bro. move the trash away. So it might be two weeks before they realize it. But it was in the trash can. Bro, Gary <laughs> came here and ate a fucking salad, dude, and put it in the refrigerator. That salad was in the refrigerator for like two months. I went downstairs and it wasn't even green anymore. I was like, Gary, when the fuck did you leave this salad down here, bro? He was like, man, the last time I was there and I was like, damn, that was two months ago, bro. You got to throw this shit away. Well, I, I turned on the heat the next morning and I didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> and this is what he you said. Took, you, took me to, you took me to breakfast instead of me having that or lunch. Hey, so. so it's your fault, D'Angelo. Yeah, it's blaming you. I, however you want to do it, I'm just <laughs> letting you know. that. And it's the same way if I come over to your house. If I come over to your house, and in the course of me being over your house, that I I break something, then I'm gonna be on the hook on paying for it, man. If I break, I I didn't know it was a vase behind me, and I backed up, boom, hit the vase, it shattered. I'm responsible for that. I should have known when I got my ass in that little tight ass corner that I should have been very conscious of what was going on in that tight ass corner before I knocked that vase over. I'm just saying, you're too old to not have your damn blinkers up on. Hey, let me make sure I don't break something at these folks' house. But see, I I think for me. Like if you knocked over a vase and it broke, I'm not gonna ask you to replace it. And I'm not I'm not gonna get mad at you, but I think yeah, you shut no, the fuck listen. up, bro. You no, just said that if you're paying somebody to help you move, you're deducting that money from if something. If I'm paying you, break, yes. But doing a you difference. a favor, bro. Stop it. it but no, what I was gonna say is like so say you knocked over a vase and it broke. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you need to replace that. I think personally, because I know you well enough. You're going to replace it yourself because you feel bad for breaking it. I don't have to ask you. I think right. that's, I think a lot of people, I have that relationship with. I'm not worried about, hey, oh, I'm going to get mad. I think you're going to replace it anyways because you you feel bad for it because you didn't mean to do it. Just I think most people are going to feel bad if they break something in somebody's house. They're going to be willing to replace it without you getting upset at them and saying, oh, you need to replace that. Then that makes it worse. Now it makes it confrontational. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that. So this is when it really, it really took a turn. And... I, I had to hang up on my brother, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone with Bill. I'm on the phone with Bill. We having the same conversation. And I go, Bill, man, you know, if I was helping you move something, he was with me. He was like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, now it's on the person that, you know, had not the not the mover itself, but the person that asked for the help, right? We was, we was there. I was like, that's what's up. We high five. We moved along. And before I got off the phone, I said, hey, bro. What if I was helping you move something and I broke it? He goes, I would expect you to offer because you got it. 
<laughs> and I go, wait, what? He said, yeah, that matters. He was like, that's just like if Jeff Bezos was helping you move something, he broke something, you're going to expect him to offer because you feel like he has a lot of it and it ain't going to bother him at all. And I go, whoa, 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 bro, hold on. Hold on, that's a contradiction. He was like, no, nah, this different. And I go, ooh. And I thought about it. I was like, man, there's no way. He was like, you just got to think about it. Most Americans, if they have, not even most Americans, most people, if they have a celebrity type friend or a friend that they think has it and they break something of theirs, nine times out of ten, they expect them to offer, not necessarily uh, for them because they want it. They just want them to offer. Like, hey, man, you know, I'll pay for it. Like, nah, uh-uh, man, don't worry about it. I ain't no broke mother. I got this. You know what I'm saying? But he was saying, but in my case, he was like, yeah, you got to pay for it. I said, nah, bro, I don't, like, I'm a country. He was like, yeah, bro, you got it. It ain't going to hurt you. You'll be an asshole not to do it or not to offer. And then that, that brought up a really good, a valid question or a valid point. If there's somebody like Lil Wayne, for instance, or somebody that broke something or wrecked a car or something like that, do you feel like they should be obligated? Not because you feel like they, uh, not because you feel like, hey, they should pay for it because they was in the wrong. You feel like they should pay for it because they the celebrity type and they got it. Uh, for me personally, it's kind I'm of like with... the tipping thing. It's kind of like the tipping thing where they expect celebrities to tip 40, 50 percent versus tipping 10, 15 or 20. But again, I, I, I don't like the aspect of celebrity because we're just normal person, just like everybody else. Just because we happen to have a job that pays more money. I don't think it entitles us to have more benefits and it should entitle us to have to do certain things because you expect it because we make more money. I don't think that should be the thing because we're just a normal human and you just see us as a celebrity when we're just a normal person. It, that, that, so I do not like that aspect because I don't think we should treat anybody different because of their status. I think everybody should be treated the same, but that's not the way of the world. So personally, no, I do not think anything what you make or anything or what you've made should come into effect with that kind of stuff. Okay. Time, what's your opinion? Because, uh, Obviously, me and D might have skewed because we played football. So, what would be right. the time? You took the deep breath time. You took the deep <laughs> breath time. Ah, uh, uh, so this, I mean, I understand. You know, it's 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 one of those things. Like, it, I think it depends on what level of friendship you have. So, like, if if we're friends and something like that happens, you know, it's different than if like you just happen to be out and helping somebody that you don't really know that well. And then they're gonna be like, "Oh well, you're you're rich, you're an athlete, you you uh you should pay for this because you got." It. I mean, almost like almost like what y'all deal with when you go to restaurants. Like whenever you go to a restaurant, I feel like waiters and waitresses expect y'all to like tip out the roof because oh they're professional athletes, and then they get all mad. You end up on a post on Facebook because you only tip them twenty percent whenever you're a millionaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just I think it depends on how well the person knows you, and like again. It ought, to me, how the situation happened. If if you're doing something, you know, and you you your uh, lack of uh, c- control or you know uh, attention to detail is what caused this to break, then I'd probably be like, it would be real nice. It'd be real nice if you could, because because a hundred dollars to fix something to y'all, you know, that's what people always say. Hundred dollars to y'all ain't that much, but a hundred dollars to poor old me. That's a lot of money, <laughs> you know. So I, I think I think y'all do have a, a different view just because you were both athletes, and I think it just depends on, you know, your relationship with that person and how they view you guys as far as you know your financial status. The thing is, though, when you say like, oh, when people use the thing, oh, hundred dollars is nothing. No, no, hundred dollars is still hundred dollars to me. I don't see it as still like, 100. oh, it's nothing. I try because again, me and D are very cheap aspects. I'm about to say that's because that's because y'all like screws frugal. Correct. Frugal. But that's the thing. We're not cheap. We're frugal. But again, <laughs> but that's also how you how you keep. You always hear about the stuff people going broke and stuff. That's how you don't go broke. You don't exactly. do the outrageous things. You you take care of your money and you keep make sure you're not overspending and, and wasting it. That's the thing. So I think when people say that, like I disagree because a hundred dollars is still a lot of money to us too. It's a hundred dollars. 
I, yeah. I still try to I try to view it as when I was a kid, what I or not a kid, like a teenager. Hundred dollars is a lot of money. I'll give you so, an example. I'll give you an example. So in uh, just recently, I have a friend of mine that uh, was a professional athlete, millionaire, and I had this PlayStation Five that I was trying to sell him for market value. <laughs> For like uh, eight, nine hundred. <laughs> and he was trying to undercut me and give me. <laughs> I was trying to give you. Man, I sound. It sounds familiar to me. Different, but it costs. You were still making money. I know. Well, by, by, by $30, I was going to make. <laughs> no, because you only had like $100 in on it. Right. Well, hey, well, I love. I love that you ended up getting your PlayStation Five gear in case anybody at, didn't hear that at, story. At, <laughs> actual cost that it actually is. I didn't have to pay extra. Yeah, I, speaking it. of being cheap and frugal, what is the one thing that when people find out that you do that, like the, the, the like what's something you do that makes you look really cheap or really frugal, and people find out they're like, really, you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there something you save or something you don't do when you're out or leftovers? I so always take leftovers and eat it the next day. Okay. I always eat. We always leave leftovers at night. If we have dinner leftovers, I'll eat that the next day. I'm not just waste. I'm not just gonna waste the food. Uh, Do you got anything? Your any of your penny pinching tactics? Yeah, I drive to South Carolina to get gas. I <laughs> I I don't just pull up at any gas station, bro. I go to the cheapest one to get my gas, and it's funny because I'd be out there pumping gas. And like wreck, like random people come up to me and be like, "Bro, what are you doing over here?" I was like, "Man, this is where the cheap gas at." And they'll go, "Ha ha!" Like thinking it's a joke. And I'm like, "It's no joke, bro. My mom used to do it. Uh, you know, it's well, it, it's, it makes a big difference when it's like a twenty, twenty-five cent difference. Yeah, when, when it's like a one or two cents, then no. But when it's like twenty cents, yes, and that's the big difference in North Carolina and South Carolina. Right. Yeah. So, so this is the one. This is this is what I'm gonna need you to cut up, Tom. And I don't know how you're gonna be able to cut this up, but this is what I'm gonna need for the preview, bro. So write this time down. All right, write it down. <laughs> yeah, Gary, Tom, I have to say this, and I really have to say this. And and I have been talking about, I've did a lot of stuff this weekend, but this is what really got me this weekend. And I've been trying to come to terms with this. And a lot of people hadn't came to terms with it. And I got to make sure that, that I do you like they did me, Gary. I am now at that age. I'm, I'll be 38 this year. I am now at that age where I go to the hospital for a checkup to make sure I feel the way that I feel. Like, you know, when you were younger, you just only went to the hospital when you were sick. Like, now I got to go for checkups, like, to make sure that I... Like, and I got shamed into this. I'm on the phone with my brothers and they was like, uh, somehow we got into talking about when was the last time you've been to the hospital? And they was like, D, when did I was like, man, like three or four years ago, I think I had like a upper respiratory infection or something like that. He was like, you hadn't been since then. I was like, no, I haven't been sick. And they was like, man, you need to take care of yourself better. And I'm like, shit, I thought I was like, I, I don't eat certain <laughs> meats. I don't eat. I don't drink. I, I, what, what do you mean I need to take care of myself? And they was like, bro, you need to go to the doctor, man, make sure you all right. I was like, I, I usually your body tell you when you need to go to the doctor. So <laughs> I, I go, I, I got, I feel bad. So I was like, okay, I go see my primary care doctor. I call him. I said, hey, Dr. Hire is my primary, primary care doctor, Gary. Yep. So I call him and I said, hey, bro, apparently I need to see you. He was like, well, what's going on? I was like, nothing. I, I mean, I hadn't seen you in like two or three years, bro. So I figured I need to come see you. He goes, I retired and moved to Dallas. <laughs> and I said, what? He was like, yeah. I said, when did you do that? He said, about two or three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, I need to get, you know what I'm saying, a primary care doctor set up. He said, well, man, I'm going to send you mine. Like Dr. Hyde about 72, 73. So when he said he was going to send me his doctor, I'm thinking like, shit, your doctor got to be 95 close to 100. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to have him. So he set me up appointment. I come in. It's a new guy. He goes, hey, D'Angelo, what's going on, man? I'm like, I'm I'm doing okay. I mean, how about yourself? He was like, oh, I'm doing okay, too. He was like, so what can I do for you today? I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, my friends told me I wasn't taking care of myself, so I came to see you. He was like, oh, okay, then. So we'll, you know, we'll take some blood. We'll 
we'll like uh we'll do some run some tests and he was like well how you feeling i said i feel all right why do you have to do all that if i said i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) so he took my blood pressure he was like everything's good i was like i know that doc i know i'm good i i don't feel sick as he okay so they asked me like what was my blood type i said i don't know what my blood type is and me telling him i didn't know what my blood type was was very similar to somebody asking you your social security number if you had your social security card and you don't have it. Like, damn, what you mean? You don't know. Like, it was real bad that I didn't know what my blood type was. So I was like, well, shit, can I, can you test me for my blood type? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the stuff that I need to know. But yes, I have hit that. So I'm talking and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm having a conversation with my father-in-law. And I go, hey, man, you know, they're giving me a hard time because I hadn't been to the doctor uh, you know, in three, two or three years. And, you know, apparently I'm supposed to go every year. <laughs> My father-in-law said, shit, I go every, I go three or four times a week. <laughs> he ain't lying either. He's <laughs> going for a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, here, I'm weak. I'm talking about I am in fucking tears, bro. But he tells me he goes like three or four times a week. And then he was like, yeah, man, you know, you got to go to the hospital. And, you know, make sure you're checking up on yourself. I said, man, I got to make sure I talk to the guys on the podcast because I don't know. I, I've never heard you be like, yeah, man, I'm on my way to a checkup. Like, what about exactly? That's what I'm saying. So when was the last time you go to the doctor? And do you agree that we should go for a wellness check? So it's wellness check in men. It's annuals and women's. And apparently they got names and shit for this. So I'm just maybe it's just us, Gary, because we're athletes. I really wanted to ask time like. Is that something that you that you needed to do? Like, or is this something you supposed to do that we find funny because we hadn't been able to do it? Or is this like, is this something new to you too? Because I mean, you're approaching that age too now, time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm much younger than your old asses. <laughs> but I'm just saying, no. So I, I think that might be more of a male thing at first too, because um, Cynthia, she's in like preventative health care and wellness uh that's what she got her um uh degree in and so she stays on my ass about like you need to go to the doctor i'm talking about when we first started dating this girl brought over a blood pressure machine to strap up to me so that she could check my blood pressure she goes and i want to do a full blood panel on you so i can figure out like all your numbers and stuff and she's she's just like because it's so important you got to go to i'm like the hell you mean like you said d i'm going to the doctor if i'm sick and i think right. i and and i'm and my mom always subscribed to the if if you if, if uh you know if, unless you bleeding you ain't you ain't dying we ain't going nowhere you know so it's like <laughs> right you better take some time now and go to that bedroom so i think that's part of it too is like i only went to the hospital I think the one time was when I dislocated my elbow uh, when I was like six. But then outside of that, like it was rare that mom took us to the hospital for anything. And so it's just like, it's not ingrained in my mind to go to the hospital unless something's really wrong. So I don't think to right. go get all these tests done or check on myself because you're right. As your body gets older, it's just like a car. You're going to have to, you know, get oil changes and checks and stuff because it's just wearing down. But as guys, and especially like, you know, athletic people, you know, you're just so used to uh, the the rigmarole of working out and staying constantly healthy and staying. And so it's like, unless I have something broken or torn, I don't need to go anywhere. I'm good. You know, so it's, I think it's a little bit of being an athlete, a little bit of being a guy and a little bit of how you were raised. Because if you were raised to like go to the hospital for every little thing by your parents because they're warrior warts or whatever, then I think you're going to be that way when you grow older. Whereas, like, in my case, you know, we didn't really – mom was like, throw some dirt on it. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, yeah. I was at, I was playing in a, a basketball game, and I went up for a rebound, and somebody, like, swiped at my finger, and literally my middle finger, the knuckle was stacked on top oh. of the, the my finger. So it's like I, my finger looked like a double-decker. I walk up to my mom. I show her. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? She goes, I don't know. Pull it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do pull it and then pop back in place. I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, that's not exactly the answer I expected from my mom. But that's that's kind of like where I'm getting at is like that's kind of her mentality. So it came back, you know, passed down to me. But 
Cynthia is the whole other side of that spectrum. She's like, we need to start getting tested and like making sure that our blood work is good and all this blah blah blah. So there's a lot that goes into it. What about oh, you, bro? A lot. Yeah, so like for me, the same thing. Growing up, only time I ever went to the doctor is when I got stitches, and I got a lot of stitches. But that was it. That's just because I was a wild child. Wait, hold on. Uh, wait, wait. We already learned a couple weeks ago that Gary was a snitch, and we know <laughs> stitches. I think, we, I think things are adding up out here. Come in full circle, uh, but full circle. I, 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 I'm not a big doctor guy. I do think. As we get older, obviously, we do need to go for, like, a prostate exam and those type of things is check for, like, cancer because those things can happen. And same with males, like, testicular cancer is a big thing. I think getting at least checked for those every so often, that's something huge that we should do more often. I definitely know most men don't do that. And I think it's something that we do need to change at times just so we can get proper health for ourselves. But again, it's still hard for me to like, oh, I just want to go check, get a checkup. That's probably not going to want to happen for me. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen very often. Just because, like you said, if I'm not feeling bad, then there's nothing I can really do. Doctor's going to do. But look at me and be like, oh, well, you just need to rest. Well, that's been my body since I retired from football. So, <laughs> Wow. So I, in saying that, Gary, and us talking about it, uh, we got into the conversation of the prostate exam. I said that's the only conversation that men don't like to have when they go to the hospital. Hey, man, what you go to the hospital for? Oh, man, I went to the hospital for a checkup. What they do? Oh, nothing. Like women have said real quick, I had to go see my OBGYN. Ah, we already know what happened when they go see that OBGYN. Nobody's just going to volunteer and say, yeah, man, I had to get my prostate checked. Because the prostate, the, the process of getting your prostate checked is a man or woman sticking their finger in your butt to feel your prostate. So because of the 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 way and I and I said this and I and I told this to my primary care doctor cuz he said, "Hey, you know, uh we kind of got on the prostate exams cuz he wanted me to make sure I knew how they work and all that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd have been there, I'd have done that." I said, "It's 2021. Is there not any other way that we could do prostate exams where you don't stick your finger in my ass?" Like that's very barbaric and ancient. All these, uh, with all this modern technology, you mean to tell me there's no way where I could take like an X-ray or MRI, a scan or something like that, where it could tell me if my prostate good or bad, or some liquid I can drink where I can pee and you be like, oh no, your prostate good. <laughs> like why you got to stick your finger in my ass to figure out? Like why why can't we find modern medicine that we can do it to where it's not as uncomfortable for men as it. You feel what I'm saying? It's the same thing for women when they go do theirs too, though. They have to do do it similar too. So, and so I, it's just something that needs to be done. It sucks. I think it's just the stigma. Yeah, people don't want that, but it's for your health. That's all. You, that's the only thing you can tell yourself. It's for your health. It's that make sure you're healthy. So I think people just gotta get over that, and that's part of it. Personally, but I do have two questions. One of them deals with D's. Uh, something D went live about and another one is what answering D's question from last week that he mm -hmm. ended us with about stakes. So D, I want you to ask your question about the stakes that you were going to start last week. And then I also want you to address what you went live about when you were talking about how me and your father uh, went in and gave back money because they o were over, weren't paid. They paid for alcohol that they were not charged for. Okay. So right. I do want you to bring that up too. Okay. So uh, the first one is, is how do you eat your, your steaks? I, I feel like this. If you eat your steaks cooked past medium rare, you are a terrible person and you deserve <laughs> to never put a steak on the grill. <laughs> if, if, if you feel like you need to eat it well, well done, just go buy you some beef jerky. Just go buy <laughs> you some beef jerky. Right. Bust that pack open or go, get, go find you some leather to chew on at a leather shoe store. Because that's what you're doing. You're wasting a good steak. You're not cooking a steak. If you have to, add, and if you have to add sauce, it's really bad. Your steak's not good at all. That means you're overcooking it, or you're cooking it the wrong way. I don't give a damn about what kind of cuts it is. Doesn't matter. If you eat your steak past medium rare, you are a terrible person. So I'm. So what's wrong with medium? It's not well done. It's not. It's cooked. Which they're still pink. It's just not. Yeah. Got the raw. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm a medium rare person myself, but I don't think medium's terrible. To so where I'm like, medium, but I'll eat it medium rare if it's brought out to me medium rare. I do not want it medium well. I used to eat it medium well when I was younger, but then I transitioned to medium. But I can eat medium, medium rare or mediums what I prefer. Yeah, but I'm, I disagree with the sauce thing. I'm a sauce guy. Obviously, I don't like spice, so I like sauces. It's not about taking flavor away from the steak. You st- steak till days. I just like tasting the different flavors of sauces. Bro, and for I'm the people out there, the people out there that still eat their steak with ketchup, that's my age. Or if oh, you're God. older than if you're older than twelve or fourteen, I, I'm gonna say twelve. I'm, if you're older than twelve and you still eating your steak with ketchup. You are the damn problem. You are yeah. a very serious problem, and you, you need to get some help. You really need to seek out help. I didn't even think that was a thing, Gary. I yeah, had a I lot don't. of people down my timeline talking about, man, well done with some ketchup. What, I'm like, what, damn. What, what, what is worse and a worse offense, well done or ketchup? Bro, it's the well combination of the two. To me, it's well done if you're eating a steak. Right, I agree with that. It's it's it, it it's the combination of the two. Like, not only do you have the audacity to get it well done, but you're gonna dip it in ketchup. Ooh. See, I'm a Heinz 57. I've recently been using Chick Fil A sauce for my pork tenderloins, and then also oh. I, if if I go out at a restaurant, I like getting the whatever the chef's sauce is on top of it or on bro, it to dip it. I like only that. put steak sauce on steaks that are terrible, and I'll let you know. Like, yeah, bro, this steak ain't that good. I had to put some sauce on it to get me through it. That's the only way I use steak sauce. And my second one is this. It has something to do with the stores. It, it does. And, Tom, I know you're going to be honest. Damn you, Gary. I know you're going to be honest, Tom, because Gary going to lie to himself. So my father-in-law <laughs> and my mother-in-law went to the store uh, today. No, yesterday. They went to the store yesterday. And when they went to the store, they, they went and picked up a whole bunch of stuff and a case of beer. Well, they got to their car. After checking out, they got to their car and found out that they didn't get charged for the beer. So my father-in-law then, in turn, picks up the beer, takes it back into the store and says, hey, I didn't pay for this. I want to pay for it. He pays for it and then bring it back outside. I told him, you have lost your damn mind, Dad. Why did you go back in there? I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going back in there because I don't want to pay for it. I'm not taking my ass back in there because I'm not walking back in there. <laughs> like I don't even put my shopping cart back into the shopping cart corral. I yeah, we're talking about right how bad you're right. person you are. Right, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm, I, I'm, I'm bad. I'm lazy. I'm, I'm, I'm living up to all those things that you think I am. That's the reason why I am not going back in there to tell them like. And if they overcharge me, that's on me. I gotta, I gotta eat that because I'm not finna walk my lazy ass back in there and be like, hey man. I think you overcharged me. In fact, I told him, I said, why you you didn't look at the receipt before you left the counter? I do it all the time because I know once I get to my car, I am not coming back in here unless my entire car is in flames. Mm. <laughs> I'm not coming back in here. I'm not, I, I've gotten to the car before. My wife called and was like, hey, can I add this, 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 and this? I left already. <laughs> and I'm right. in the car because I'm not taking my ass back in there. I'm not going back in there. Uh-huh. I'm not going back in there. You got to catch me in the act. If not, it's I'm it's a wrap. I'm not going back in there. So yes, I I man, I'm gonna have to let them know next time I go in there. Like, hey man, I got y'all last time. Now y'all gave me a case of beer. I was gonna come back in here, but shit, I was already at the car. I apologize. I mean, we gotta we gotta look for that next time, okay? You gotta look for that. That's what I'm telling <laughs> them. Like, damn hey, lie. You ain't saying a damn I, bro, thing. I'm telling you, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. Let them, let me get through with something, and they didn't they didn't charge me for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell on myself when I go back in there. Like, hey man, last time y'all checked me out, I'm not gonna tell them to ring it up twice so I can pay for it. I'm gonna tell them like, hey man, I got y'all last time. Y'all didn't charge me for this, and I end up taking it home because I wasn't Wait, bringing my how, ass back inside. How often does this happen to you? I feel like I've never had this happen. <laughs> you over here talking like it happens weekly. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. Like when we go big grocery shopping, they either bound to miss something or ring us up twice. Oh, I got because you. Because we so got four kids. Today. You see what I'm saying? They'll miss something and they'll ring us up twice. So right. I'm trying to like make sure I keep a head count on what's going on in the cart. Like, okay, that's 14 items. Let me make sure 14 items made it on there. I don't care what 14. I, like it kind of give me a kind of give me. I know what to look for. You see what I'm saying? So if it's overcharged, then it'll be more than $14. I'll 
I mean, 14 pieces. If it's undercharged, then it'll be less than 14 pieces. And I can be like, hey, man, you missed something. But once I get to the car, shit is done. I, I can tell you right now, and I'm going to give you a, 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 a real good case in point. Gary, you've done this. Tom, you've done this. I do it every time. If I go to a fast food restaurant and I pull off and they didn't put something in the bag or they gave me something too much, I'm not going back. That's a fact. I'm not going back. I am not going back. Like, I miss that shit. That's why I'm usually the one when I get my food, I'm still in the line at the window checking to make sure I got everything in my bag. Because once I pull off, <laughs> I'm not coming back. Right. I don't care if it's 14 cars in line or no cars in line. Like, I'm, I need to get that. So with that being said, I treat it the same way when it goes to the grocery store. But what do y'all think? Uh, definitely with fast food because <laughs> I've actually – but the, the good thing about fast food nowadays is damn near every fast food uh, chain has an app where you can go in and be like, hey, I didn't get this, this, and this, and they'll upload you a free coupon because that actually just happened with us at Chick-fil-A. Because I remember it was funny because it always happens like this. You know, we always talk about how great Chick-fil-A is. And, you know, they don't ever mess anything up. And we were uh, we we're getting ready to go to a movie. And, well, the movie theaters don't really have an extensive food selection right now because they're uh, not open as much, you know. So Cynthia was like, I want to get some food before we go into this movie. I was like, all right, all right, let's go to Chick-fil-A. And uh, she's like, I don't know, we ain't got time. And I was like, you know, Chick-fil-A always gets it right. We ain't got to worry. We can go in there, order our Chick-fil-A, and roll. We ain't got to check it. And, uh, of course, we pulled out. We're pulling into the movie theater, and they have forgot the grilled nuggets that we ordered for the baby. <laughs> and so she's getting on my ass. Oh, Chick-fil-A never gets it wrong, huh? So I logged my happy ass into the app and sent a complaint just so I could be like, well, look at here. I got my chicken nuggets back, you know, just to prove a point to myself. But now, when it comes to the grocery store, I think it depends on where I'm at when I discover that I was not charged or charged um, because I have had uh, them miss something while I'm in the store and I recognize it and say, hey, you know, you didn't scan this or whatever. But if I make it to the car, like you said, Dean, I'm already out of the store. And I'm like, ah, I ain't walking back in there. Y'all going to have to get it next time. <laughs> y'all going to have to get it next time. I ain't walking back in there. Uh Depends on what it is, too. If it's, like, something, like, crazy price, but if it's, like, a $5 bottle of ketchup or something, eh, it, talk to be all right. They got it. <laughs> what about you, Gary? I am completely opposite of both of you. I don't look at my receipt when I'm done. I don't know if I got overcharged. I don't know if they missed something. I will never know if they did not charge me for something. <laughs> yeah. I see it in my bag, and I'm on my way. I my receipt goes in my pocket and then it goes in the trash when I get home. Never what look at it once. Wrong with you, yeah. So because I'm watching them do everything, so I don't really I see them right. rolling. I don't see like them charging something seventy five things. And I'm if I'm grocery shopping, I'm I usually go once a month or a month and a half. I'm spending a lot of money at one time, so I'm like I'm it's going to be a high amount. If they miss something, so be it. That's on them. I I'm not going to say they were wrong and tell them later. I'm just gonna I'm gonna thank you. Thank you for the gift for me spending this much. If they overcharge me, hey, I didn't look at the receipt. That's my fault. But I don't look at the receipt anyways. It's the same thing with like change. So like if you're getting change back, if I'm getting change back, if it's like a dollar or change, I'm not counting to make sure you gave me exactly 88 cents or a dollar twenty cents. I'm I'm trusting you got now. If it's a hundred dollar and I'm supposed to get 80 something dollars back, I'm counting that. But if it's a dollar or change, I, if you give me the wrong chance, so be it. If you overgive me, so be it. That's also on you as well. I'm not really paying attention to it because I now if it's a big amount of money, I would. And if you gave me, if I had eighty six dollars and you gave me a hundred eight back, I'm gonna tell you if I'm right there. Right. I'm gonna count it right there. But if I get to my car, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not going back in at all. <laughs> but I don't want the receipt either. So I will never know if I got overcharged or if they gave me something for free because I'm just not looking. Bro, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you two factual things about me, okay? I'm not going back in that grocery store, and I'm going to do everything in my fucking power when I get home to make sure all those bags make it in in one trip. I don't care oh, how much sure. I spend at the grocery store, bro. Like, it's 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 how many, how I, I'm trying to cut down on my trips every time we go grocery shopping. It does not matter how much we could spend thirty dollars? We could spend three thousand dollars. I'm just trying to make one trip. I would love for you to come with me. 
when I go grocery shopping, and I would love to see you try and get all my. I am. In a bro, one trip. I don't think Not you happen. understand. I'm trying. Not I'm happen. trying, Look, bro. I'm, got, I'm lacing up 40, 50 bags. I'm talking about in the mouth. Like, just <laughs> low, leave the door open for me because I'm trying to get every one of them in in one trip, bro. One I trip. Think we just created a, I think we just created a challenge the Gary Barnage grocery bag challenge. I'll not get all mine in when I go to do my grocery <laughs> shopping. Bro. That's a fact. I'm telling you. It takes me and my dad. Four or five trips because my whole back seat's filled and then my back of my truck's full. Bro, well, you I'm know telling. what happens, D'Angelo? If you go buy some Safe Moon here in a little bit, you'll be able to pay somebody to go shopping for you. What's <laughs> that senseless yeah. plug? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I think we're gonna go ahead and end the podcast right there. We appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of Safe Moon. I mean, the Cinnamon Show podcast. No, 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 no. Hold up before we go. Hold up before we go, bro. We just going. You just gonna breeze over the the Tar Amazing Race, uh, sir. The story. So, dude, we got like, episode two this week. Yeah, we got with a new reaction this week, bro. With new reactions. I, I was gonna mention that. Oh, were you? It didn't sound like, it. like you was just. Oh, that was, that's in my, You was about in, to roll off. That's in my wind down. My wind down is to plug the Thursday episode. Oh, okay. Of course. Well, I, oh, I didn't what, mean what Thursday I, episode because it's not on Thursday anymore. So oh, yeah, I tell you, you are. Sorry, I've been, I've been, I've been buying safe moves, so I'm out of touch. Same as plugs. So Fridays, we have moved it to Fridays to 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 the YouTube channel. We will be releasing that. We also had. Um, the reaction video that on is Saturday. on Saturday. Go watch our reaction to the um, first episode of The Amazing Race. And we hope to get some of The Amazing Racers on to do their reactions in the future. And then, of course, as always, tune in again next Monday to another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Hold, hold on, time before you say we out. Before you say we out, I, I do want to let y'all know this. Moving forward, if Gary ever try to pay me to help him move, I'm not doing it. I'll never, no. I'll never no. pay you. I'll just ask it's, you to help me. It's a no from me, dog. I'm it's just no letting you know. And we out. We out. Safe move. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits.